Hello, Energy Radio podcast listeners. Before we get to the next episode, I would like to ask a quick favor from all of you. If you're getting value out of the podcasts we are providing, we would love it if you could provide a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform you are streaming on. This would help us a great deal. Also, if you could provide us feedback, comments, or ideas, email to matt at cemeng.ca. That would be fantastic. Enjoy the next episode. Welcome to Energy Radio, the show where we try to give you a bit of wisdom, a bit of knowledge as you develop your energy projects. This is episode 83, and today we keep it in-house and we introduce you to a new team member at CEM who will be helping develop and mature projects as we all work together to build a more functional world. But before that, I want to welcome uh, back after a two-episode hiatus, uh, my (laughs) co-host, Lisa Katz. Lisa, welcome. Thank you very much, Matt. How are you today? Couldn't be better. You? Good, good. And I'm very excited to uh, to welcome our uh, our guest to the show, John Aiden, as our new uh, sales manager, uh, looking after the biogas and the RNG sector at CEM. So, welcome, John. How are you today? I'm doing very well. Thank you, Lisa, for having me on. John, You're have you ever welcome. done a podcast? Uh, no, actually, this is my first one. All right. Well, we will uh, we will make sure it's a memorable one. Uh, we'll do our best to do that. So we, John, we often get uh, guests to start with what I call their comic book origin story. Tell us about how is it that you came to be uh, here as the sales manager of biogas and RNG for CEM? And we leave it open. You can go as far back uh, as you want or as you are comfortable in your origin story. Uh, many people start, you know, education, career start. We'll leave it up to you uh, as far as how back you want to go. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I'll just try to keep it nice and simple for you guys. So uh, just to give you a little background about myself. So I have about uh, 13 years of experience working in the uh, business development and marketing industry, I guess I could say, say. Uh, mainly implementing business development uh, in new target territories, training and developing uh, the sales team and highlighting some sales initiatives. Uh, so I worked at uh, Spark Power, to give you an idea, uh, for about five years. I was the uh, sales manager there. I wore a few different hats over the years, um, from, from inside sales to outside sales, and then to managing a team, uh, specifically across Canada and the U.S. So uh, the main regions were Ontario, Alberta, Texas, and California. Uh, some of the skill sets uh, mainly are within the electrical and power projects industry. So that could be anywhere from the engineering side to the equipment installation side, uh, the PLC programming, and then the, uh, the preventive maintenance solutions. And, uh, and I also had a, a strong emphasis on, on global adjustment and renewable asset services. Uh, so, for example, I've worked on projects from battery energy storage systems, uh, solar power services, uh, even the power quality analysis sector as well. And then uh, I even touched base on the renewable energy procurement uh, as well, too. So I guess uh, my main responsibilities uh, over the last 13 years are kind of simple. It's uh, implementing new business development in new target territories account management of course and then uh, training and developing and highlighting sales initiatives using all the advanced analytics that they have out nowadays so that's a little background about myself and matt a little fun fact i don't know if you are aware of this yet i I was joking with john and sandy when i learned about this but uh, john is also an avid motorcycle enthusiast and rides motorcycles so i told john i said you know if i would have known about that on day one of the interview i would have hired you I was joking, of course, but uh, but anyways, he he rides and uh, he's got a little dirt bike right now, which he sort of built up, 
and uh, used to ride uh, avidly on the street as well. So, yeah. And for our listeners, I threw up my hands uh, when Lisa said that only because uh, I'm always amazed at how um, everybody that uh, Lisa connects with somehow rides motorbikes. Uh, me, or, not bicycles. Me. Or, or bicycles. Or, or bicycles, yes. yes. Yeah. And I don't know if it's – I have a good friend uh, who Lisa knows uh, who's been on the podcast, uh, and he's also uh, a motorcycle um, enthusiast as well. So I don't know if it's a BD thing, like you, ha- you, know, you have to be good at, um, at riding bikes and into it if you're going to do BD. I, I don't know, but uh, – uh, cool. Very, very good. So, John, your your experience was um, like where, where kind of in the life cycle of a project uh, were you kind of getting involved from the perspective of, you know, the contractor? Like how, how mature was a project when you got involved or maybe talk to us about, about you know, were they turning to you as kind of a real expert uh, and, hey, help us develop this? Or were they turning to you saying, we got this project, just give us a quote to build it? Or what did that look like? Yeah, so basically, uh, I would say, so there's kind of a process that we had that I'd implement. So it was uh, bite, hook, and fish. So I was kind of uh, in the whole the whole 360 of that process. So I would uh, bring the lead to the table, uh, get the right technical people, depending on, you know, what services that they want to really hone in on. And I'd basically put everybody to the table. And then I would let the uh, the technical guys with the degrees <laughs> basically uh, speak on all the technical sides. And then I would present that right back to, you know, um, we do the top-down approach, so we try to go straight from the CEO and kind of work our way down. So I would reach out to the uh, the main point of contact and essentially uh, bring them to the table and say, hey, this is what we need. What do you need? Uh, what solutions can we help and provide you? So I would kind of be, uh, I guess, all over it, if that makes any sense, Matt. I would uh, essentially be from, you know, from start to finish, essentially. And who were you typically... Uh, who was your counterparty in the discussions with clients? Like what what individuals within the organization, what roles were you interfacing with? So it was a lot of uh, energy management I uh, would work with, uh, plant managers as well, and maintenance managers. Um, essentially, people that had control of the budgets would be the main uh, point of contacts that I would be working with. What were some of the challenges? Go ahead, Lisa. Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead, Matt. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to ask, what are some of the, you know, we're trying to, around CEM, focus more and more on, you know, project development and, and, and you know, the importance of, of developing projects and being involved and helping early. What were some of the challenges as you, you know, moved projects forward or helped clients move project forward? What are some of the challenges that you ran into and, and had to kind of navigate uh, in your prior roles as it related to developing projects? Definitely. Um, you know, you've probably heard this. COVID was definitely a big challenge, especially for business development. Um, you know, we're really used to being on the road and kind of going to facilities and, and going to meetings. All that kind of stopped. So, uh, you know, to book meetings through Teams and to set emails is much different than knocking on someone's door and basically saying, hey, I'm here, let's discuss it. So that was a, a major challenge from our end in the last, you know, two to two years, I would say for sure. Uh, another challenge would be um, the decision making process. Right. So once you have somebody who is a decision maker or has a budget, if the project is over, $5 million, now would have to go up to the corporate strategy. So kind of navigating between plant managers and then the C-levels, that was also a, a, a definitely a, an issue as well that we'd have to overcome. And did you find yourself, uh, you know, a big, um, you know, being an active participant in that or was it mostly they, they kind of navigated it and they just kind of kept you in the loop or were you able to kind of help navigate some of those internal approval processes for them? Yes, definitely. So I would uh, 
I would be the guy who'd bridge the gap between, uh, I guess, the plant manager and then I'd say uh, maybe the VP of operations for the facility, for example, right? And the reason being is because I want to make sure that the conversations stay the same throughout the whole process. When you mm-hmm. switch from, you know, different person to a, a different point of contact, it's like telephone. The conversation kind of changes. Uh, just to have a surety, I would want to always be the one kind of in the center line of between, you know, the plant manager and then the, the C-level or who we'd have to reach out to next as a point of contact. So what uh, your, sorry, go ahead, Lisa. No, I was, oh, I, I was going to maybe take it in a slightly different direction. So <clears throat> I, I don't want to interfere with your flow. Oh. But uh, at the same time, uh, John, you're now part of CEM. You started, I think it was September the 12th. You've been on with us for a couple of weeks. You're into your third week. Uh, how are you enjoying working for us so far? What are you noticing when you're talking with people as far as the cultural kind of piece? And I guess what excites you most about this new role? I know that's like three different questions, but. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So um, it's been great so far. It's been a fantastic, warm welcome. Uh, everyone's been fantastic here. Um, you know, what really drew me to this position is is just the significant growth of RNG and biogas, to be honest. Um, you know, uh, what it's going to look like in the next five to 10 years is just uh, outstanding, to be honest, from from my readings, and uh, and more importantly, um, it's just how everyone gels together. Like you have the mechanical side, you have the electrical side, and the designers, and how everyone kind of gels together and really supports each other is uh, is one of the main, I guess, core values that I know Matt's been uh, basically implementing in his town hall meetings that I've been coming across, and just seeing that, hearing it, and then actually seeing it in person live. Uh, just makes me so much more comfortable uh, to be in this position and uh, and really looking forward to being a valuable asset to CEM. Definitely. It's it's nice that you're noticing that, John, just because, you know, I think not just CEM, but many organizations today, especially, you know, a post, I won't call it post-COVID because I guess we're still in COVID, but, uh, you know, we, many people are in a hybrid, you know, role where they're working part-time in the office and otherwise from home. And some people really aren't kind of getting that that cultural fit or understanding the the cultural piece, right? So the fact that you felt that so early on, I think, is is really great, and uh, it shows, I guess, that you know if you try really hard as an organization, we have been really trying to do that very well, especially with onboarding, um, that uh, that you can do it, uh, you know, in a remote or hybrid context. So that's great. That's really great. Any any surprises in your early days uh, at CEM? You're like, oh man, I wasn't expecting that, or man, why why, <laughs> why did they do that? Um, a lot of the, uh, <laughs> Star Wars references, that one was, uh, that one <laughs> threw, me, threw me off, which is great because I'm a, I'm a Star Wars fan. So, you know, it was a, a good surprise, I guess you could say. <laughs> I was going to make reference to that when Lisa asked me how I was doing. I was going to say that, oh, I'm great. It's a Wednesday. The latest episode of the, the new Andor series has launched. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm probably in too deep and probably should uh, seek some, some professional help uh, with that. But, uh, no, we, we try to. You know, our core values at CEM are that we're kind, adaptable, humble, and committed to excellence. And I think, to me, the way I work that out under the humble side is, you know, we don't take ourselves too seriously. Obviously, we're very uh, confident in our expertise, and we and we we're committed to excellence. But the humility side is, you know, let's let's have some fun. Let's let's uh, lighten things up. Let's let's joke around. And um, you know, it's important that uh, we're we're here to do some great stuff, but we're also here to have fun, right? And I think that's important. So. And John, you were recently on site at one of our projects, prior projects, Bayview Flowers. How, how was that site visit? I think that was last week. Did you enjoy yourself? And what did you learn from that project? 
Yeah, definitely. You know, when you when you read something, you know, uh, it's much different than actually seeing it visually. So when I actually went on site to Bayview Flowers, I was actually in shock, first of all, by how the whole systems and the process was. Um, Martin did a fantastic job explaining it to me. Um, I did have to go back home and Google a few of the words, uh, of course, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. But uh, it was a great job. Um, and just seeing it there and seeing how the process works and, you know, speaking with the operations guy there as well. And, you know, him telling us how efficient it is and how, you know, good of a process this is going to be. And not only that, there's future plans even for more uh, sustainable initiatives for, for Bayview Flowers. So just listening to that is is great. Yeah, there's no replacement for seeing it firsthand and, and being able to feel and touch it, right? So, Definitely. So maybe, Lisa, I'll, I'll put the spotlight on you for a minute before we go back to John. I mean, so we've talked to us about, you know, why, you know, why is John here? Um, yeah. And, you know, that, that sounds like a strange question to ask with John on the podcast. But, <laughs> you know, why, why is John here? You know, what are we seeing? What are we trying to do for our clients? That kind of stuff. Yeah. So I think. First and foremost, we've grown quite considerably, even from when I joined. I mean, when I joined, we were probably oh, maybe in the low 50s as far as, you know, number of employees. Uh, we're sitting at around, I think, just over 70 now. And uh, we've uh, we've grown, we've changed, we have evolved quite considerably. We were really known in the industry over the last 20 years, really as, you know, what CEM stands for, cogeneration and energy management. And we've worked on a significant number of cogeneration systems in Ontario, uh, but not too many people knew about some of the other sort of business areas that we were focusing uh, in or on. And, um, you know, with the, the, the evolution of the markets, the, uh, you know, the, the way that I will call it our energy transition has sort of just progressed uh, very rapidly, really over the last two years, over the course of COVID, not only were we seeing more biogas and RNG projects, in part because of, you know, climate sensitivities, uh, large sustainability objectives by, uh, you know, Fortune 500 firms or companies, um, but also just, you know, in general, the, the, the you know, all of the, uh, the climate issues that really our world is experiencing, the, the world is heading towards more renewable technologies. And because we've sort of decided that we are more of a molecules company, so you can maybe explain this even better than I can, Matt, but essentially what that means is that, you know, we might, like in the days of CHP, it you know, we might be creating electricity and, you know, and, and using that waste heat for, uh, you know, part of that process, whether it's steam or hot water or chill water, et cetera. But it all starts with a molecule, and we've positioned ourselves very well there. And so biogas and RNG fits very nicely in with that. We've created that, you know, a bit of a niche for ourselves in the space. And because the space is growing so rapidly, and we decided to set up three new laterals or sectors that we wanted to pursue, which was power and utilities, biogas, RNG, and hydrogen, we decided it was going to be time to, instead of having one or two individuals, you know, you or I and Martin focused on all aspects and all areas of our firm, really right across North America now, because our firm has grown, you know, to the point where we're no longer just an Ontario-based firm. Um, it was time to really bring somebody on who was capable of leading, uh, you know, the charge in terms of developing new opportunities on a North American scale uh, in the biogas and RNG space. So that's the really the reason that John is here and obviously to help, well, frankly, you and I. So, you know, we've uh, we've got time to do some of the other uh, exciting things that uh, we're trying to do at CEM. 
Right on. No, it's it's very exciting. It's exciting to have have John join us. And John, what are your you know you're now three weeks or so into it? Um, kind of initial thoughts in terms of that market and kind of um, where you know where you're going to focus or what your kind of what's your 30 day or 90 day kind of plan? Um, just curious where where you're hoping to target now that you're getting your feet under you. Definitely. So uh, right now I'm going to be targeting, uh, well, I'll be looking at landfills, definitely. Uh, that's going to be one area that I'll be targeting. Project developers, for sure. <clears throat> I'm coming across uh, a lot of, you know, uh, government projects that are putting a lot of, you know, uh, budget and investments into RNG and biogas. So these are some of the areas that I'll be looking at. Um, and really, to be honest, man, I'm going to be uh, picking up that phone a lot. Uh, that's going to be my main goal. You know, um, they have a saying in business development where, you know, when you make 50 calls, that phone turns into 50 pounds. When you make 75 calls, it turns to 75 pounds. I'm just trying to get to a limit where, you know, it doesn't bother me no more, where I could just keep lifting that phone up. And uh, and that's the only way. It's the more people you reach out to, the more numbers will be converted. The more conversions, the more proposals, the more POs, right? Uh, so that's, that's going to be my main goal is just look at what's the hottest sectors and then look at the right point of contacts, the right decision makers, and basically reach out to them and, and let them know of, of all the services and, and how we could be a solutions provider for them, definitely. You're going to build that bicep, John. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you got to switch hands so you're not, you're not un- unbalanced, right? Um, yeah, it, uh, you know, it, it's always struck me, like I, you know, I grew up as an engineer and um, for whatever reason, you know, got thrown into developing business. And I, and I think often um, business development or sales you know, gets a bad rap. And in some cases, you know, with, with, uh, you know, for, for good reason, but particularly in our industry and the way in our business model, more importantly, um, it's, it's actually fun. And it's fun because not only the projects we do, but really we exist to solve our clients' problems. And, you know, that might be, you know, problems or opportunities and help them with their opportunities. But when you, you know, approach somebody and you have a couple ways you can help them, it, it, it's not sales anymore. It's not even really business development. It's it's problem solving. Yes, yes, we will develop business as a result. Um, but and I think that's what's interesting about your background is, is yes, you're doing that here, but you kind of were doing that before as well Is it's less. Yes, there's salesmanship and there's business development, but it's more solving people's problems. Uh, is that kind of how you've had experience with it as well? or? Yes, definitely. Um, you know, just from a little example, like if they have a, a power outage somewhere, you know, would be the first responders, for example, to go in and assist the power and, and get that up and running. And now that helps all these businesses keep running and, and basically keeping the wheels in motion. Right. So it's it's uh, it's the same scenario here as CM, but we're going to be making the world a better place. So that's uh, that's really great. And, and that's morally for me, it makes me even uh gives me more of a push to kind of really, you know, hit the ground running for sure. Spinning the table now, Matt, you uh, are you, like, what, what excites you about having, uh, having John, you know, sitting here at the table with us and, and, you know, building business for CEM. What does that mean to you? Well, so far he seems like a pretty uh, decent uh, individual and it's, <laughs> it's his birthday today. So happy birthday. Oh yeah, that's right. Happy birthday, John. Thank you. Thank you. Which more selfishly means that somebody brought in donuts for John, and uh, so I had I had to, I got to have one with my morning coffee this morning. Um, but really, you know, our vision here at CEM is is to build a more functional world, and that that's going to take many different shapes and fashions. Uh, but I think, 
you know, whether it's power and utilities projects, whether it's hydrogen or, you know, biogas and RNG, the more projects we have the opportunity to help our clients with, the, the more functional the world is going to be. If we can, you know, take, um, you know, the, the dairy industry or the landfill industry that is either venting that biogas or just burning it uh, for no uh, use, and, and we can take that and harness that energy and use it to displace um, you know, fossil-based energy. That wor- the world is going to be more functional, and um, and and there's you know some real sense of urgency in terms of what we need to do as a society. And so we're just at CEM trying to do our part. And so John, the exciting thing for me with John is, you know, now we have one more um, you know partner in crime in terms of going to help our clients uh, bring about that more functional world. And we have somebody who. Uh, is experienced in helping clients solve their problems and is excited about what we're doing and is going to be out there uh, working with clients and trying to to help do that. So uh, I'm, I'm very excited about it. And, you know, obviously I will be available to help however I can um, for John and, and, and for you. But yeah, it's very, very, very exciting uh, time for us and for our, our team. And yeah, there's, there's lots of uh, swirl around you know, recession and all that macroeconomic stuff. But on the flip side, you know, you have the the Canadian fuel regulation, you have the investment, the Inflation Reduction Act, um, you have Canada's carbon tax. I mean, there's a lot of forces um, that are moving in the right direction. And and I think we can help help be, be a big part of that. So. Yeah, agreed. Cool. So uh, when when uh, when are we going to when are you going to get your first project across the finish line, John? No pressure. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on it you know it's uh it's a work in progress for sure um yeah. hopefully it's going to be one that's gonna um uh, how am i gonna say this uh big kaboom in, in a good way i'm hoping so yeah yeah we're, we're um, not really in the business of big kabooms john <laughs> that's probably week four in the onboarding but uh, <laughs> uh we have we have a rule on the engineering side of the house no no lawsuits and no fatalities so uh, and a big kaboom sounds like both to me. So, uh, <laughs> yes. <but> anyways, <laughs> we, we also have an unwritten rule that we like to, uh, if if we're making fun of you, that means we like you. So um, that's awesome. So we we uh, we're very excited and and thank you for carving out some time just to yeah give our listeners a bit of a a glimpse into who you are and and you know the new members of our our team are are important to us and we want them to be successful and we want them to uh, be exposed to to our listeners and to our 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 clients that we want to serve. So thank you for for carving out some time and what's the best way, John, if people uh, want to chat about a a biogas or an RNG project or or if uh, if Lisa's not returning their phone calls, what's the best way to get a hold of you, John? Yeah, definitely. You could just reach me out on LinkedIn as well. Uh, that'd be the best way. I'm pretty active on there. Yeah, I love building my networks and connecting and and just learning. To be honest, uh, you know, learning is one of the biggest key factors in being successful in business development. I think so. So you could reach me out on LinkedIn, um, and then also my email address, which is uh, John Aiden at C M E N G C A. Uh, please feel free to reach out to me and I'd be more than happy to connect with you. And Aiden is spelled A-Y-D-I-N. That's right. All right. Awesome. Well, John, thank you very much. Uh, this has been uh, been fun. I've, I know you a little bit better now as a result, which is, uh, which is always a win. Uh, so thank you to you. Lisa, thank you for setting this up. And more importantly, thank you for getting John on the team and uh, getting him up to speed and ready to rock and roll and serve our clients. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in again. As always, I uh, would love to hear your feedback. would love to get uh, a rating from you on, uh, on Apple Podcasts. And uh, would love your suggestions for guests or topics or ideas 
that we're trying to equip you and help you as you develop projects in this energy transition and uh, more ideas, the better. Until next time, um, stay safe and remember we're all in this together. Thank you.